I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, some. I'm bucking, up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. This last week, Brock, don't do it, Brock. Don't do it. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, 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 my God. How powerful. You should be excited. Jimmy Ferrari sitting right in front of me. The one and only. <laughs> oh my god. He's, he's turning red already. <laughs> he's blushing. So we get him blushing. You're so stupid. Oh yeah. If I mention your girlfriend Nikki, do you still blush? You, you do. <laughs> you do. You do blush. That's how it'd be like five years now. And you no, still blush. A little over three. A little, a little over three. three. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, yeah, fair enough. That's love. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Episode, oh my god. Episode 114 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Now, how, how would you like me to uh, bill you on this card? Oh, you could, uh, you could bill Your me. government name? You could bill me as Mike Mayo. Okay, which is your government? Absolutely. You could okay. bill me as uh, Mike Cruel. Alright. Kid Cruel. Kid Cruel. Uh, the Shooter. You could, you could the bill shooter. me a lot. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, back in the day. Uh-huh. Now, all right, what I'll do is, since we were just already talking before, I have no questions, so we're just going to shoot the shit. You're going to forget shit. that this thing is even on. Absolutely. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm prepared. Okay. I'm prepared. All right. Now, as you already know, which the listeners don't know, the connection that me and Kid Cruel have. All right. I work, on, I work in Bay Ridge in the school. Been there for almost eight years. My hours were up until midnight, so for lunch, at the time I had like an hour lunch break, so I would leave the school and I would go up to the gym, which was a couple of blocks away, upstairs. To which, can I interrupt here? Yeah, sure, just, please do. just say how one day, <laughs> this man comes walking in the gym, hair slicked back <laughs> perfectly, not one strand out of place, beard edged perfectly, which he says he... He claims he does it himself. I do. I did it this morning. It's, it's perfect. I've never seen a better beard. <laughs> Comes in and tells oh me God. he wants to join the gym, so right away I have to find out his name. <laughs> and I ask his name, and it's Jimmy Ferrari. And I put that over, and he's disgusted with his own name and tells me, yes, 
Ferrari like the car. Because that's what I always have to say, because people don't believe in the, the assets, yeah. And Make it clear. I just think what, what a cool name that is, and it's the, the coolest name in the in the world, I feel. You could be a, a porn star, you could be a oh wrestler. You could be anything with that name, and he, <laughs> you just don't... You just don't like it. You, it's, it's, I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just it is what it is. It's the best name in the world is what it is. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Would you rather go see Mike Krull wrestle or would you rather go see Jimmy Ferrari wrestle? <laughs> it's, it's the best name there what is. What would my gimmick be? <sighs> would I get in the ring and be like I would, I would grab the mic and let like the whole crowd know in the arena that like I'm over here now? I, what would be like my finishing move? I, I, I don't know. These are very good questions. I don't know, but I can see the audience chanting Ferrari. I can see yeah, it. It would have to be some sort of like a play on like guinea shit, like an Italian thing. Well, I mean, look, uh, you got the hair, you got the beard, you, you got it I all. Got the name. You, know, you got the name. So it would have would, to, I don't know. It would have to be something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I could see it maybe. You know, the whole cool gimmick, maybe, like, in jeans with, like, the uh, cigarettes, you know, rolled, rolled up, up in the sleeves. Like, like the old sleeves. school Steve Lombardi, Brooklyn Brawl. That's <laughs> what I see. I see. It's just like, you know, Jimmy Ferrari, he oozes, like, coolness. Machismo. Yeah, you know? I mean, <laughs> come on. Oh Jimmy Ferrari, God. man. Yeah, that's that. That's me. That's Jimmy Ferrari. It's hysterical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now I join the gym and then we get friendly because we're just talking all sorts of nonsense and then I mean I did then gyms moved and then this and that but then I knew I don't remember you probably mentioned it or I mentioned it or I heard it from G mm-hmm. that you wrestled or something like that oh, whatever cool but whatever I grew up watching that shit you know as a kid of, of course. course and I've been I've been going down a fucking wormhole lately. Well, you go to YouTube. Oh, everything's on it. You get just, just type in old school WWF, and I mean it, it's hours, like full, like two hours, three hours of and constant. Oh yeah, all the shows, absolutely. It's, and it's, it's just crazy. So then, I'm gonna say about a month ago at this point, I'm up in the uh, I'm up in the gym. No, I'm I'm at the gym down the block, the one that just recently right. closed. And I saw your father in there with your brother who's outside. We stopped talking, and I don't know what the hell brought the conversation to it, but I started talking about wrestling. And right. I don't, I don't remember exactly why. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I like like all the old school shit, you know, like like Chief J Strongbow and versus Greg Valentine and like an Indian strap match and well, all this crazy shit." Blackjack Mulligan. I can tell you what brought this up. And then hold on, and then your father goes. Looks at me and goes, I wrestled all. Yeah, here he goes. Yes. And then I was like, you right re- and then I was like, that's right. I knew that you wrestled. Right. But you wrestled all in the Iron Sheik, everybody your father wrestled way, way back in the day. And he went by the bodyguard for hire. Bodyguard for hire. Absolutely. And it's funny because I usually like ever since I've gotten out of wrestling, I really don't I really don't talk about it. I know that I don't talk about it. If anybody says, oh, were you that wrestler? No, I, I look like him. That's right. a big joke. I look like this guy who used right. to wrestle. I, I keep it very low-key. Why? I, you know, I don't really know. I even really Dennis know. was saying, he's like, I, I, I just, don't talk about it too much. I was yeah. like, oh, he's done it tomorrow. I, I keep it very, very low. And I, I think it kind of works against me because then anybody who knows that I did it and then they know that I I keep it so low-key, they they blow up my spot 
all the time. All the time. Oh, did you know Mike wrestled? Oh, oh Mike wrestled over here. Everybody and now it's like all eyes on you. And now, of course, and here we go. And yes, I used to wrestle and the whole, you know, right. nine and uh, yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I really don't know why. I, I just... I don't well, know I get that aspect of it. It's like you're going to wind up telling the same thing right, over, over and over. Right, you know, and it's like, you know, it happened years ago and it's like over now and I don't know, maybe just... Moving on, maybe? Yeah, I, I don't know. But, but that's a fucking... Bro, like, honestly, that's a fucking cool fucking history that you had that we're going to get into. But it's like, I'm in the gym, and uh, there was that same conversation that I had with your father and your brother. Next thing you know, your father pulls it out, and, and, and there's, like, a fight that you were having on, like, SmackDown. Oh, yeah. yeah on, like, yeah. WWE. And I'm watching, I'm looking at it, and I just start laughing. I'm like... It's so weird to me because you're like Mike from the gym. Right. It's like, and I was just like, yo, that's fucking Mike. Like, it was just bugged out. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, well, because I never really spoke to you in depth about it, about, I had no idea that you even had a contract with WWE ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, so like, and we've had conversations for hours over however long. And and I I didn't bring it up. And you never brought it up. (laughs) And there was no reason for me to bring it up. Right. Right. So I was like, holy shit. (laughs) I, yeah. I had a little bit of a of a past, I guess. You, you know? do over ten years total. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Over yeah, ten, sure. Over ten for sure. I mean, I oof, I, I could remember maybe being like around nine, like in that age range, and like getting into it. And who was wrestling around it. that time, so we can get a time frame? Because I'm forty three. Uh, I'm older than you. Right? I mean, yes. who was wrestling like around that? Probably Hulk Hogan well, was course. big then. Bret Hart. Okay. Uh, you know, probably even the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Like around so this that was mid nineties, early nineties. No, this was more early nineties. Like maybe 90s. like ninety one ish. Okay. Like that, maybe. Okay. And uh, you know, it just I, I just was into it. My father was doing it, and it just. It seemed to come very easy for me. Like, it just... I don't know. It was like my God-given gift. Right. Like, I could just watch something and then I was able to do it. Right. And my father would bring us to, like, the wrestling schools and stuff if he was doing anything. And, like, we would just get in there and I was just able to to do these things. There was wrestling schools back then, huh? Yeah, not not as common as now. Now I feel like there are a lot of wrestling schools that pop up and, and are around. But back then... No. Really? No. We used to go to Jersey. I'm trying to remember. And were these affiliated by anybody, any wrestlers that were wrestling at the time at all, or old managers, or... The the school that that we were in in Jersey was more of uh, indie stars at that. Not really a big name, but a person who did come out of this one school was uh, Guido, you know, little Guido. Nunzio, he was in WWE. Nunzio, he came came out of this school. Okay. So they they have had people come out, you know, that that made it. Yeah, he was (laughs) in ECW, he was little Guido. Yes. And uh, so, you know, the the school did produce people that did go on to to become names, but uh, as for schools, they just weren't popular back then. Wasn't popular at all. Right. You know? Yeah. It was in Jersey. Maybe like an hour from here, and we would go a couple times a week and just practice and just do yeah. you know, wrestling and, and whatever we could think of, whatever I could create in my mind or whatever, we'd go out and we'd just do. Yeah. Who was, I'll just say, I'll just, this would be like one of my 
legit questions. Like, if you were to put, like, your top three. Oh, boy. Ever. Doesn't have to be in particular order. Right. I mean, I know my top two regardless. Ever. Oh, boy. See, like, I, it, it's hard to say because, like, as when I, you, when you're young, you have, like, your, your favorites. Of course. But then, like, when you get into the business, you have other favorites because now who you emulate and who you're looking at. So, right. I mean, when I was young, you know, there was always Hulk Hogan. There was Macho Man. My favorite. Phenomenal. My favorite. You know? Uh, I mean, and I'm trying to think who else, like, uh. Who was I? I guess I guess I was a fan somewhat of the Ultimate Warrior too right. when I was as a young. Kid. You know, as a kid, yeah. This is like you know, as a kid watching WrestleMania and of going course. nuts and, yeah. and loving all that. Right. Older, as I was getting older, I, I started watching more like people like uh, really like technical, like Bret Hart was yeah. definitely up there. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of Tully Blanchard. I'm not mad at that. I, I think liked, that's awesome. I like Tully Blanchard. I, yeah. I, I was a big fan of his. Um. And Kurt Henning was another one. Mr. Perfect. Yeah. I was getting into like those technical guys. Yeah. The guys that really... Ricky like, Steamboat? Well, Ricky Steamboat... It's weird to say. Like, Ricky Steamboat, yes. Because especially with the match with him and Randy Savage at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 3. Is classic. Probably one of the best matches. Ever. Ever. Yeah, Literally ever. So, and, you know, his arm drags. Like, you know, if you're a wrestler, you always try to throw those Ricky Steamboat arm drags. And right. that's... It's just amazing what he what, what they did that day. That was fantastic. One yeah. of the best matches ever, I'd say. Without a doubt. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah, see, like, when I was a kid, of course, like, see, I'm 43, so I'm a little older than you. Right? You got me by a couple of years. Right. So I, I remember waking up Saturday morning. Of course. Superstars of wrestling. Absolutely. But since we're both from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. we got the Vince stuff. Absolutely. You know, so I grew up on the Vince stuff. But my mother, who used to work in King's Plaza way back in the day, like whatever day she got paid or whatever, she would always go to the news and she would always bring me home like Pro Wrestling Illustrated or all these other wrestlers. So I'm looking through and I'm like, I want to see Abdul the Butcher. But like, we didn't get that because that was just not our... Growing up, I remember it was WWE. WWF. Yes, me too. And that was it. That Me was too. that was what I knew. That's all I really right. wanted to know. I remember catching like sometimes. I guess it was I. I was it WCW back? Then? It might have been NWA. Maybe uh, it might have been NWA, and like I catch like some of it. And I remember my father knowing, like you know, my father. Oh, this is uh, you know the total package, Lex Luger. Right. And I remember saying, like, who is this guy? I don't. I don't know. This isn't. This isn't the guys I'm used to. Right. You know, these aren't my guys. Yeah. And anybody like like. You know, it's like Ric Flair, right? right? I didn't know about Ric Flair. I knew of him, like, through pictures. Correct. And, like, the right. Road Warriors. Right. Like, who are these fucking savages? But the real way I knew about him was when he did the, the stint in WWF. When right. he had his little run there. Right. You know, and he, that's how Dusty Rhodes, still, you know. Right. Did I know? I knew of him, but I didn't know him until... We didn't get the opportunity. Because right. there was right. no internet. There was no it, nothing. No, so it was no. like we had... Five TV stations. Right. Like Dusty Rhodes to me was the guy in the polka dots. Right. That's how he was when I right. was young. That's how I knew him. Right. Which, and he had an insane career in the NWA. 
any AEWA. Oh, he was all over the place. Yeah. He was wrestling. He yeah. was, you know, he was wrestling. Yeah, and it's like, and that's what I, I like when I was younger, like looking through those magazines. I'm like, all right, I see, and there's like rankings of like who has the belts and tag team belts of all these territories and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all this crap, like, like how do I get to see this stuff? But there was just no way to see it back then. So I learned about these people through these magazines. Absolutely. And then just like you, like one of the first times I ever, I think it was had to have been the first time I ever saw Dusty Rhodes fight was in WWF. Absolutely. With the polka dots. Absolutely. Which was a terrible gimmick. And I hated it. And, and I always funny. hated the bulbous thing on the side of his big belly. What is that tumor? <laughs> Why do you have like an avocado? I don't know. I think it was like a, a birthmark. I think, I right? was like, but I it, was, it was like smaller. I don't know. It's like but a, it's funny you mentioned the Road twin. Warriors because I I could recall being oh my god I, so small that my mother that my mother was holding me okay okay and it was like maybe I don't know one o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning and she comes and gets me out of bed and she brings me into the living room and who's there was Hawk but Hawk, one of my favorite ever Hawk came over the house and I really really. Don't, Yes. I hate you right now. I'm like jealous right now. My, my well, then you're really mad because I really don't remember much of it. I remember he was wearing um, a bandana. Right. I remember him being very big. Gigantic. And I remember his voice being real, like, deep. Like, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember being in my mother's, like, arms, holding and I was half out of it, but I do remember the, the deep... Deep voice. Really? That's what I remember. How crazy yeah. is that you remember yeah. that? And you were mm-hmm. still in your mother's arms. Yep. yep. And Hawk was in your house. Who Absolutely. else fucking came over to the Mayo residence? Oh, we've had a couple guys. We've had, uh, I remember one time, Greg Valentine. Greg, I met him. I met him at a convention once. I remember. He looks like Ann Ramsey now. You know who yeah. Ann Ramsey is? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's, you know, he's got to be up, up there, though. Yeah, right in age. He's got to yeah. be up there. Yeah, I met him. I took a picture with him. So. I could remember he comes over. And he was sleeping in my parents' room. My parents were going up to sleep in the couch to let him have the bed. And my Greg room, the hammer. Greg the hammer. And my <laughs> room, there was like the little hallway, and then it was my room. So the bathroom was right in the middle of right. both right. both bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting up in the middle of the night. I had to go take a piss, and mm-hmm. I'm walking. And who do I run into in the middle, right there in front of the bathroom? Greg Valentine in his like speedo underwear. <laughs> That was the and, time. And, you know, I'm, I'm little. I'm little. And, like, we both, like, just stared at each other for a second. And I'm like, I'm saying to myself, hmm, this is, you know, what, what are we doing? I go, <laughs> this is weird. I go, uh, you could use the bathroom if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, thank you. And he went to use the bathroom. So, <laughs> I, he'll, he would never remember that. You don't think never so? Never remember. No way. No way. <laughs> yeah. that's, my, that's my Greg Valentine story. That's great. Yeah, and, he was uh, hot. Like, like he was fucking. I used to love him. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved him. He yeah. had a huge long feud with fucking Tito Santana, yeah. who I despise. You didn't like? I hated Tito Santana. Now, I would, and I, I asked this a lot. I'm asked, what, what was your favorite match? And when I was, I probably, I want to say, sixteen. Maybe 17 at most. Match that you were in? Yes. Okay. I wrestled Tito Santana. Really? Yes. It was somewhere in Jersey. And I think that was probably my favorite match. That hasn't been kind of like an oh shit moment. No? 
it or maybe was, you had a couple of moments like that before that match. It was, you know, I don't know. It, it was a very big learning experience for me there. Yeah. And I don't know. He just, he, he was great because he sat back and he took time to explain to me, like explain things. And, and it was like a teacher. And that's cool. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a dad. Not at all. He, that's good. The way I felt is that he wanted to, to help me and teach me and, and let me learn and, and understand right. what was going on in the ring. We're doing this for this reason. We're going to do that. And, and this is what you need to do then. And it was just, and you know, I was like a sponge. Like yeah. I wanted to learn sure. and I wanted to hear everything and I needed to take something from everybody and really, I, I was all in it. You know, I was, I was focused at the time. It was, yeah. Crazy you were all in. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You're passionate about it that was shit. Just like I could tell you, the one of like the biggest things that he taught me was that when you have somebody in like what they they label as a rest hold, like when you're down on the floor yes. and you're holding the hold and you're just there maybe catching your breath or whatever. Yeah, the half hour headlocks. And yes, <laughs> yes. yeah. And he taught me you have to give me something to sell when we're in it. Right. So, in other words, don't just sit there with this headlock and, you know, to catch your breath and look around. You got to start, like, working it. Like, you're really, like, cranking it. Yeah. You're really doing something with right. me. And I took that with me throughout my whole career where I just never sat there and, and sat in a hold and trying to catch my breath and right. making it boring. Make it interesting. Make of them course. watch. Even though we're down on the floor or whatever position... You make it interesting. You make something happen. Right. And if it's attention. like on TV or something, like you have, obviously the announcers are, are fucking uh, emulating. It's something that they can talk about. Right. To, to, to put it over. That was a very, like I said, that took me from that all the way to the to the last match I've had. I, I would always implement that. It was it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was probably my favorite match of, of, of all. I got it with the uh, Flying Burrito. The, the fly. Oh, yeah. I got hit with it. I got, got hit with the finish. It? Yeah, I got hit with the finish. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It was great. It Did you ever fight fucking great. Special Delivery Jones? No, I didn't. He recently died. I think he did. He did. Now. He died. But uh, I, when I was young, my father was on uh, a million shows with him. Really? A million shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. S.D. Jones. S.D. Jones. He was a big, he was a big guy. Yeah, he was big, a big dude. He's he a big guy. Yeah, absolutely. I knew him... Growing up, always, I always saying hello to him when we were at the shows and stuff. He was at one point tag teaming with uh, Tony Atlas. Uh huh. They T- had them together. Of course, I watched team. a match last night with Tony Atlas, and it's so bugged out. Like it was like superstars of wrestling or, or something like that, and it's like you watch it, and Vince McMahon is—he's just look. He has all this hair. He's just so young, and he's standing there with Pat Patterson. Oh yeah, and. The ring looks all fucking shunk out. It's like it's it looks like all filthy. There's a bunch of people there, but there was a t- Tony Atlas fought some some jobber guy, and but it was like boring mm-hmm. because it was like okay, I'm gonna take you from this turnbuckle and smash your head to this turnbuckle, and then I'm just gonna give you a body slam, and then it was it. It was very, it was nowhere near what it evolved into being at right. all. Right back then. You were able to do that type of stuff and get away with and it, was, it. And it, it, was it was insane fresh. and it was correct. Right. That's but what I was watching now, fucking all in. Right. But now I watch it, I'm like, it was kind of boring. Right. Well, now you're seeing people who's jumping off the top rope doing 12 types of flips and, right. and you know, compared right. to that, it's yeah, like, of course. you know, it's a different Which, world. But sometimes, like, all that high spot, high spot, high spot stuff, I get tired of it. 
Of course. You know, it's of like, course. all right. It's like, right. You, you get tired one way, you get tired the other. If you yeah. keep seeing it you over and over and over up. again, you know, the same thing, always, it's human nature. You just get bored. Yeah. What's your take? It just popped in my head because you're talking about old school shit because I met Jimmy Snooker. Oh, Jimmy Snooker. We celebrated, what was it? I think it was his, I want to say it was his 50th birthday party. I don't, well, not party, but we did a show and I think it was maybe... Might have been in Staten Island, and it was his birthday. I saw him here, like St. Thomas Aquinas or some shit like that. He's all over. He was all over. He did it every. It, 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 that's right. It was it was him, right? Um, and and I really felt bad because this was in like two thousand and like six, uh-huh. and he did the super flight off the second rope, yeah. and I'm like, oh, but I got a picture with him. I met him. I met Captain Lou before we sure. Tito sure. Santana was I got there. A great story about Captain Lou too. I, oh. I, we will definitely get that. Oh yeah. I met T- I, well Tito Santana was there, but I hate him, and I didn't even meet him. Oh. <laughs> I hated that guy because I was a huge Valentine mark. Right. So it's like I don't care. Even I know the whole thing, but it's like, nah, I don't want to meet you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. you like who you like. Talk, talk right. to so me, anyway, Captain Lutz. Well, first off, Snooker, when we went yeah, there, sorry, it was sorry. his birthday. See, there's no so map here, Mike. We go, we all, go all over the place. Yeah. So we go, it was me and my brother and my cousin, we had made like this, uh, I guess like uh, a post, big poster board. What is the big thing? The yeah. oak tag. The oak tag. Oak tag. I mean, oak tag for Sergeant Slaughter. We put some pictures on <laughs> of him and we wrote did. this big happy birthday. You know, I think it was his 50th birthday we, and we gave it to him and I remember... After that, we had to take the picture with him. You know, he posed, he gave his fingers. You of know, course. Yeah, I love you. Yeah. And, uh, oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So that was my, uh, that was our... And where was this? Snooker birthday. This, I think it was Staten Island. I'm okay. not good with, like, dates oh, yeah, and places. My memory isn't the best, so... Right. You know, it, I think it was Staten Island. Right. Captain Lou. Loves him. Okay. One Captain of my favorite... Probably my second favorite manager ever. He... Because a huge wild Samoans was fan. fantastic. Oh, fuck yeah. Out of his mind. Yes. My experience with him. Now, you got to remember, these stories I'm telling you, I'm young. Right. Nine, ten, eleven, somewhere right in there. Okay. So, <laughs> we're in this place, and I think it was, once again, I'm not good with the days mm-hmm. and plates and this and that, but I think it was upstate. Okay. And we're there, and... I don't know exactly what happened, but the boys had their their stuff, all their their wrestling gear and everything. They had it in this one spot, I, a room. Okay. Okay. So everybody's stuff was there, and then some guy who who maybe ran the building, maybe a custodian, I don't know, something uh-huh. comes by and he just politely says, you know, uh, guys, you know, I need to lock this room. You know, where their stuff is. I need to lock this room. We can't be in here. We have to, you know, move it to another. And Captain Lou <laughs> lost his mind. <laughs> lost his mind, right? Loses. Starts charging down the stairs at this guy. And um, Typhoon. Yeah, Remember Typhoon? Tugboat? Tugboat, yeah. Tugboat is on the stairs. <laughs> he runs. Captain Lou runs right into him. And he's so enraged. Tugboat is Enormous. Enormous. He's the entire staircase. You can't get around him. It's not happening. He's huge. Yeah. Captain Lou starts pounding on Tugboat's chest to get out of his way. 
So he, you know, goes sideways and he squeezes down and he runs down. Because Captain Lou and Tumbo in a staircase is a lot of right. there's a lot of right. people. <laughs> he runs down the stairs like a, like a lunatic, and he gets to this guy and he just starts cursing him, cursing him, getting in the guy's face like nose to nose and screaming at him. Make the first fucking move, motherfucker! Oh, really? Make the first move, and I just like, and I'm a kid, and I'm saying to myself like, what? Why? Why is he so angry with this guy? He acts so nicely and politely, yeah. and I, I never understood why that happened. But I, I really liked Captain Lou after yeah. that. Yeah, how do you not like? Him? I don't know, He's a man. Mental, you know? mental, right? Definitely a mental Phenomenal. case. Phenomenal story. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy that you have that visual as a kid. Oh, like yeah. Fucking larger yeah. than life people yeah. doing this crazy shit. I was shit. like, right there. Right, right there. I'm just wondering, like, wow, this is this is really nuts. Yeah. This is really nuts. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nuts. That's Captain Lou for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I remember back, I'm going to say my first time I ever went to, it was the Garden. I think they actually have some of the matches on YouTube, which is fucking strange to me. It was like a dark match, like you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 it wasn't on TV. Sure. And it was me and my father, and we went, and it was like Captain Lou with the fucking the Wild Samoans. I remember the main event was Hulk Hogan versus Big John Studd. Sure. You ever meet Big John Studd? No. I was always a big no. fan of Big John Studd. Never met Big John Studd. Yeah. But um, I remember, like, people were fucking crazy in the crowd, man. Like, there was this one guy. They had the picture. It's 1982, so there's a lot of mullets going on. Like, a lot of fucking oh, yeah. people with, like, tight ACDC t-shirts on and shit. Like, white trash all over the place <laughs> in the garden where there was just, like, the folding metal chairs that weren't bolted. You know right. what I mean? It's like, it's right. completely different. So um, everyone's standing on their chairs for whatever. And Roddy Piper had come out. Who's my second favorite ever. Phenomenal. Phenomenal worker. Love Roddy Piper. Batshit crazy. The Piper's pit with him and Jimmy Snooker is the greatest thing ever. Um, so it's like there was there was some guy who was a fan of whoever Piper was fighting. I don't remember who because I remember this incident more than the match. And there was a guy like two rows ahead of us, right to my left. Right. And the guy had a Roddy Piper shirt on. Mm-hmm. And he's cheering for Piper, and for some reason there was like a lull in the crowd. Yeah. And the guy right behind him, who was a couple of seats away from me, started fucking flipping out on the guy with the Roddy Piper shirt, telling him to fucking take his shirt off and wipe your sister's ass with it, and blah blah blah. Fuck really? You. Yeah, like yo, like whoever this guy, bro. He did not like Roddy Piper or anybody who liked Roddy. And I was a little kid, dude. This is I was like. 82. I'm like seven. And I'm standing there and I'm just like, yo, like these people take this shit like for real, for real. I had my Sergeant Slaughter fucking oak tag up. Crazy. It was bananas. Well, the wrestling fans, I think they go to see wrestling and they want to they, they want to believe, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have somebody to cheer for, they have someone to boo for, oh, oh. and, you know, they want, they, it, yeah. like a soap opera, yeah. you know, yeah, you're you're all want, you, you want to, you want to be, it's intense, you know, you're sure. oh, yeah, as a little sure. kid, I loved that Wrestling fans are, are you, you, you yeah. get some Do you still watch now, or no? Not I haven't really, watched. to be honest with you, my brother watches, and so here and there, I'll, I'll catch something, or he'll let me know what's going on. Yeah. 
but not really. Right. Not really much at all. Mine's weird. Like, obviously, from, I don't know, my, one of my earliest memories is watching that Saturday morning shit. Of course. And I was all in from, I'm going to say, from probably about, f- I'm going to say, throw it out there, like, from five, five years old, mm-hmm. all the way up until the last, the last thing that I was really into and I remember really watching. Stone Cold? No. No. I was out before that. Really? Yeah. I think I was out early. I was out early. I was out. The last one that I remember watching and being there was when, I want to say it was when Hogan passed the torch to the Warrior. When Warrior beat Hogan. That was at WrestleMania 6. Yeah. That was that was that was pretty early. That was early, and that and that well, well, I got to the age where it's like I found drinking and drugs and hanging out. So, so next thing you know, I'm out for I'm out all throughout the whole Attitude Era. Why you missed all that? I missed all of that. I was not involved. I was just I don't know why my life went somewhere else. I just wasn't interested anymore. Right. But then I remember seeing it here and there, and I remember like being at somebody's house and like. It's on, and, and like their family is going crazy, and like there's like Yokozuna and, and all this shit. And I'm, I remember this to see it, but not really getting involved. Right. And I was like, wow, like this shit is really still happening. This shit is, I, I, I was completely out of touch with it. And then in like 2003, 2003, I was watching SmackDown for a little while, and that was the first time I have even heard of like Chris Benoit right. and shit. And then I, I wrestled was, him. Uh, you wrestled Chris I Benoit? Wrestled him. Did he try to choke you out? You know that's terrible. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. I I at one point like I okay. He's I a phenomenal wrestler, man. One of the best, if not you know, yeah. the best yeah. technician. Un- unbelievable, solid, uh, fantastic. I wrestled him. It was June. I think June first. 2007. I'm bad with dates, remember, right. but I think it was June 1st, 2007, and it was like literally th- two and a half to three weeks right before he did what he did. Really? It was that close. It was literally that close. Really? Yes. yes. It was at a Six Flags. We did it at Six Flags. We worked, and uh, it was in Kentucky, and it was literally th- at most probably three weeks Later, I thought my my one friend came to me after it happened, and he said, "Did the cops talk to you yet?" So I said, "No." Why? He goes, "Because uh, anybody it seems that anybody who's called him on the phone, they're interviewing, they're coming and, and talking." And really? Yeah. Did they have the cops no, talk to you? No, no. I was waiting, but never. No. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Weird, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, I'm learning a lot right now. Oh yeah, you have stories. Absolutely, that was uh, it. Was some match I thought anyway? It was right. Some match. It was. It, it it was great, and it was great for me as a worker. Like for uh, I guess confidence, if you want to say sure, just to know that I was able to hang with literally like the best. Yeah, you know, literally, technically, everything. He was phenomenal. Phenomenal work all around, and he complimented me. And gave me advice on things, and just to know that I was in there with that caliber of a guy, yeah. and know that I hung with him. And it had to be probably like a, I would say, twenty-minute match, probably. Really? 
Yeah, it oh, was, so it was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. It was pretty cool. He uh, put me in the sharpshooter. Nice. He did the flying headbutt. I moved, though. Did you? Nice. He did the flying headbutt. And uh, he did make me tap out to the crossface. Really? So it, was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty oh, cool. Oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. Cool. We had a good crowd there. It was, it was, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, so like around that time, like that's uh, that's the first time I saw Chris Benoit, and then I was out again for a while up until whatever the it was a little bit before, probably the year before I was watching, and then I remember being really excited for was it WrestleMania, where I was so fucking mad when when I was so mad when Triple H fucking tapped to fucking Cena. 23? It's possible. Once they start getting like past like WrestleMania 11, I get. Right. I think it was like 23, and then I was in for like maybe a year or two, and then I went out again. Right. Right. So so I have like my. But I live through like that whole early shit, and like. Sure. I love all that shit. Most of the guys now, most of them up there, I've, I've either wrestled or. I was in, you know, uh, the developmental with them. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus. Uh, uh, all of them. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Really? All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. I've either worked or were in developmental with. Really? Absolutely. I have a question. Well, I have a question. Oh, from- boy. No, I have a question from my friend. Shout out to my friend Billy Ballantyne, who's a, who's a huge, huge oh, wrestling Mark, let's hear what he I actually he, he's, he's part of a rap group. It's him and this guy Nick who have this thing that's called Grim Galaxy, and I like the name. And um, hold on. Well, all right. Well, we're supposed gonna, to be prepared here, Jimmy yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, yeah what's going on? I don't know. I'm not prepared, but I, I'll find it in a minute. But um, he um, he wanted to know. You were in, all right, before Ohio Valley Wrestling. Right. Which, see, I don't know, like, the vernacular. Is that, that's not developmental. That's That's thing. developmental. All right. Back you, in the, it was developmental, yes. What, what, who else besides yourself mm-hmm. made it from, like, all that indie stuff and actually got wound up on the WWE again? Like, like got contracts with WWE. Uh, from like the indies? Yeah, like anyone in your class. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, for perfect. Um, he's in NXT now. He was the champ. Uh, Tommaso Champa, I think that's how they say it. He we wrestled together up in uh, Boston, actually, uh, for Chaotic Wrestling, and he. We started there. We were, I, I would probably even worked them. I, I had a lot of matches, so I, I don't know. I might not have worked them. We were on the same card either way. And uh, he eventually made it to OVW with me. He got released. And then he came back, I guess, NXT. And from what I saw and what I heard, he's been the champ. He's actually the champ now. Well, really? was the champ, I should say. I think he got hurt now. See, I'm so happy. But yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really follow it, like watch it and stuff. But I hear things here and there, right. and I hear he's doing very, very, very well. So, what was your first? Uh, you went to these little wrestling schools in Jersey, blah 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 blah. And then, what was like your first? I don't know. I guess 
Well, okay, let me stop you. Yeah, because I'll fuck up let the way I'm talking you. about it. I first of all, I, I got called this. out. I got called out real quick. Right. There's a podcast called The Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Okay. Okay. They're friends of mine, and I had posted the the flyer that's posted of you with the belt. Right. So now underneath it said, you know, former OVW heavyweight champion. And then underneath, I was like. OVW eventually became NXT. I got called right out on it. Like, that's a little bit of a stretch, isn't it? And I'm like... Yeah, I... And I'm like, yeah, but... And they were like, nah, this is blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, I think I have to edit it. They're like, yeah, Yeah. you probably should. I don't know that. I don't know exactly how it was. I know OVW (laughs) was there. That was like the main one at the time. Then there was one in... What was it? Georgia. Deep South, it was called. That was another territory under WWE, the developmental. Okay. Those, in other words, you were getting paid by WWE to work there. Okay. You under contract with them. So they had that. Then they got rid of the Deep South. That was gone. OVW was still around. They moved to Florida, the Deep South one, and they became FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling. Right. There's, there's, there's matches of you fighting. Yes, Absolutely. Then they closed OVW and sent everybody to FCW. So everybody went down to Florida. Then I don't know after that what happened. Right. I don't know if FCW became NXT. I, I don't right. know. All right. I know, the next thing I've heard was NXT. Right. And it was huge. It's huge. Huge. It was so far ahead of what. We used to do an OVW and FCW. It's and from what I hear, it's a whole other world, right? Complete different world. Yeah, I I really don't know much about it. I right. wasn't around for it, but it's it's head and shoulders above what we were doing. Right. So now, when you were in, so you went from OVW to FCW, right. and then is that when like how did the whole process go with you finding out that they're going to sign you? To WWE. Okay. To the fucking big dance. So what happened, I was working uh, all independent shows. All over. Doing all that. And it was one show. And I don't remember where. But we were... Was it upstate? I don't remember. Either. Maybe Jersey. But anyway, we were wrestling there and Tommy Dreamer was there. Okay. And Tommy Dreamer at the time was in the spot. I don't know the the... Name of his position, right? Maybe talent relation, (laughs) whatever. Either way, he was in charge of like I think finding guys and signing them. So Tommy Dreamer was at this show. I worked. He saw it. I guess he liked it. Thought I did well. And I remember I was working, and uh, I was working my other job doing electric work. And I was on the train, and we came out, you know, onto like the bridge, and I got service back on my phone, and I had a voicemail. And I listened to the voicemail, and it's Tommy Dreamer saying to give him a call. You know, let's talk. So I'm like, oh my god, this is what, what, what's what's going on? Could this be? Is this right? Yeah. So I you got excited. Oh, you kidding? <laughs> this was what you know. My whole my practically my whole life was was geared to become a wrestler and to sure. work for the WWE. That was like the goal. That was. The goal from a very very young age. Sure. So now it's happening. It's awesome. I'm, I'm what could I, maybe like 22 years old, maybe 23. Yeah. You know, and I get the call, 
I'm like, oh man, maybe this is this might be something here. We might have a little interest, you know. Yeah. So I eventually called him back, and we said that he was going to set it up for a tryout. So I was going to get my tryout, and I got to go to Deep South down in Georgia. I went there for a week, and uh, Bill Demont was the head trainer there. Okay. Jody Hamilton, the assassin, he was the one like I guess whose school it was. Right. And I went down there for a week and uh, did a tryout, you know, did some uh, ring work, did a couple of promos. And then on my last day, I had to leave practice a touch early because my flight was leaving. Right. So I leave. I go back to the hotel. I get everything I need, packed up. I go. I'm driving to the hotel. And on the way to the hotel, my phone rings again. I pick it up. It's Tommy Dreamer. Hmm. And I'm like, hello. And he's like, Mike. And then he starts coughing and choking and he's like I'm choking on a piece of rice I think he said rice <laughs> and I'm like, like alright well you know, you know just just <laughs> take a sip of water or something, or something. <laughs> I don't know yeah. I don't want him like dying on the phone with me <laughs> and uh, you know he clears his throat I guess he drinks whatever he drinks and he goes uh, I'm gonna sign you just like that and I said sounds good to me yeah and uh that, that's the way it happened, just like that. And then I, I get off the phone, and I just was like, whoa. Like, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention. I don't know where I'm going. Right. Yeah, I'm in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for the airport. And I'm like, okay, let's relax. Relax, second, yeah, you know, relax. back. Get some composure here. And, uh, yeah, and that's, that's how I was signed. And then I get to the airport, and I'm, I, I called my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, my father. I was calling, you know, telling everybody, you know. And uh, I get to the airport. And there was this huge storm, huge storm. My flight got canceled and I had to stay over. So I'm like dying. Like I want to see everybody, you know, I want to see everybody and celebrate and just like tell everybody what happened, the experience and everything. And I'm just stuck at the airport. I wind up going to a hotel, sleeping, and I flew out the next morning. I still kept the high though. It felt, felt great. I was was riding high. I was riding high for, until I was, until I left, until I actually moved, packed everything and left. I was flying high. Yeah. It's fantastic. Did you meet Vince? Okay. I met Vince. I actually had Dude, a... Dude, that's one... Fu- there's, listen, there's like three people. Mm-hmm. There's three people that I would love. I mean, I have a little podcast, but right. if, if I had like my choice of three people to ever sit down okay. and talk to... He's one? Vince McMahon is one. Mike Tyson is another, and Sylvester Stallone. Three great choices. Rocky, bro. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) What happened with McMahon was uh, I had been in developmental, let's see, I I had been in developmental for a while, probably at that time, oh, yeah, almost three years, probably. I had signed a three-year contract. Okay. So I'm coming towards, like, the tail end of it. Now, throughout that whole time, uh, I was never brought up onto the road. I was never, like, spoken to, like, uh, oh, we have an idea for you, or, oh, maybe try this gimmick, or, or anything. I've submitted a couple things, like emails, but never, nothing ever, it, it was as if I wasn't there, like, you right. know, I just never had their attention, I right. guess. So, right towards the end, uh... I get chosen to to go on the road for something. 
I forget what it was. It's a couple, maybe Raw and SmackDown shows. And uh, so they take me and, and I actually get a match. I wrestled Charlie Haas. Okay. Okay. So I'm working and he was doing, um, at the time he was doing like a whole bunch of different gimmicks. Like he was, he was impersonating people. Okay. So I get to work him and he's impersonating Michael Hayes. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so he comes out. Love Michael Hayes, free bird. Comes, come on. Comes out as a free bird. He's got the long blonde wig on. He's doing oh, the dance. He's doing the whole thing. <laughs> so we end up doing the match. It had to be a dark match. It probably wasn't. It right. definitely wasn't on TV. It probably was a dark match. And uh, so we do the whole thing. We're wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Finally, at the end, I do something, and his wig comes off in my hand. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. How did this wig come off? <laughs> like, and you're then, surprised. Yeah, and then he hits the finish on me. And he pins me. And that was it. So, that was the match. And then, later on, uh, no, I'm sorry, the next morning at the airport, we're all at the airport, and Johnny Ace, who is Road Warrior Animal's brother. Okay. Okay, he was, once again, I don't know the titles of, he was somebody important. Right. Okay. And uh, he came and, and he sees me at the airport in front of a whole bunch of people. He tells me, like, how, how good I did in this match. He's like, you really, you did great. You did what we asked you, and it was, it was really good. And, you know, that's why I'm taking you on the road again next week. You're coming with us. So I felt pretty good. I was yeah. like, wow, that was great. And now it, I was like, oh, my God. And it's funny because, like, I never, I never actually got the chance to, like, actually thank him. Right. Because, like, nobody, I don't know what it was. Like, nobody seemed to... I, they just weren't ideas, I guess, for me. Or I just wasn't on the radar for them. Right. And it seemed to me like maybe he saw something in me, maybe, and right. brought me on and gave me the compliment and took me again. Right. So, like, I never really got to thank him and say, you know, you brought me up and it, it was fantastic and I appreciate you doing that for me. Yeah. So, I never got to thank him. But anyway, the next time, the next week, we go on the road again and uh, I didn't do anything. They didn't have any match for me, nothing. I just I was in the back, you know. Just no match, not, you know, that happens. Sure. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Right. So, you know, no Dude, big deal. But I, I WWE. Thought, right. Yeah. But I still thought, okay, it's a step in the right direction. You know, yeah, yeah. He, you know, Johnny Ace noticed me, he brought me again. So, it's a step. It's a step in the right direction. Sure. Then, that later on at night, I get told, I don't remember who told me, maybe it was Johnny Ace, I don't remember, but he's, I get told, uh, Vince wants to meet you. Oh, fuck. So I said... Oh, wow. I just got I said, nervous for you. I said, <laughs> I said, okay. I said, this is fantastic. So, at this point, I've been through developmental almost three years. My, my contract's almost up. And I just said to myself, I've got nothing to lose. No. I've got lose. nothing to lose. No. I'm just going to... I'm. I'm not thinking of it. I'm just going in. You're telling yourself and you're not thinking yes. of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're and, thinking of it. All right. Whatever it is, it is. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> it's me, Vince, and Johnny Ace. All, 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 all in a little circle. In a little circle in folding chairs like this. Right. Sitting in a little circle. Johnny Ace has um, like a, a pad and paper. I guess he's taking notes. But I really wasn't necessarily focusing on that, I'm, you know. But yeah. I saw he had You're a pen and paper. Yeah, and uh, we sit down and we're talking, just regular conversation. And then 
uh, I explained to him, you know, that my father used to wrestle. Right. And uh, my father wrestled for this guy, Tommy D. Okay. okay. He was a promoter back in the day. He used to run shows all over the place. Tons of shows. Every weekend, three, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows all over the place. Tommy D used to work for Vince McMahon's father, Senior. Yeah. So he used to work for him. Uh, this is back in WWW. Yeah, this is back in the day. Way. Okay. So. Uh, That's like a good in, you would yeah, think. Well, I, I knew the backstory. Okay. I knew there was a backstory to this. Right. But I once again, I said, I have nothing to lose. Right. So. He tells me, Vince tells me, uh, Tommy D. So I said, yes. He goes, hmm. He says, the, how did he say it? Hold on, let me get this right. He said, the, the gate never quite matched the purse. Tommy D used to sit at the front gate and take tickets and take money for the tickets. Uh, and the gate, ticket sales, never matched the purse. So money was missing. Uh, so he says that and he remembered oh, that he remembered Vince McMahon's a sick bastard absolutely and my response was yes neither did the 50-50 they used to do 50-50s at the show you know you buy a ticket yes and you do 50-50 you split it the yes. way yes but that wasn't quite always 50-50 with Tommy D you know what I mean a little yeah, money yeah. A little Tommy money D was sick. a little yeah. bit of a yes gotcha. and I got <laughs> I got a little chuckle out of him I got a chuckle. I got it like one of his, like, I don't know. It was like a ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And I said, oh, wow. I, I got, I got Vince McMahon to, to laugh a little bit. I said, that, that's another good thing. That, that's pretty cool. Sure. And, uh, you know, so that was, that was, that was the main thing I remember is that I actually got him to, to laugh a little yeah. bit. So I thought that was pretty cool. Sure. And, uh, so that was the meeting. The meeting was over. And then, uh, that was probably around, it was around the holiday, I think it was around Thanksgiving, maybe? It was right around Thanksgiving, like a little, like, that might have actually been, oh yeah, because the Survivor Series was then, I was there for Survivor Series, so around Thanksgiving, and then uh, it, it was real weird, I get back to FCW, and uh, you know, we must have come back from Thanksgiving break or whatever it was, and I'm there, and one of the guys there, trainer, he, uh, he comes up to me and goes, Hey, Mike, congratulations, man. This is great news. So I go, what? He goes, nobody told you? So I said, no. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, Mike, Mike, you can't tell anybody. Please, I probably shouldn't have even said this. You can't tell anyone. So I said, I promise you I won't, I won't say a word. He goes, well, Vince McMahon just called Dusty. And he says, told him to, to get you ready. And I'm really like, okay, this is this is this is great. Surreal. I'm like, this is great. I'm like, excellent. Okay. So now there's the you know, maybe what could it be like two weeks and Christmas was here. Right. So in those two weeks, nothing happened. Okay. Nothing happened. You know, I, I wasn't on FCW TV. Nothing, nothing was... I didn't hear anything. It's the only thing I heard about Vince McMahon calling him. I I believe it was true because the guy who told me, I don't think he's 
one to just lie. Right. And I, I really believe it happened. Okay. And then uh, we go for the holiday, you know, thanks, um, Christmas, Christmas, New Year's. And then we come back and still nothing. And then when we get back, I hear about, you know, uh, there are going to be some releases. They're, they're canon people. And I say to myself, this is weird. Right. I said this, you know, I, I get the call. He supposedly got called and supposedly this and that. And he's saying get him ready and everything. But yet nothing was done with me. And my contract is coming up very soon. And I said, I, I think I'm getting released. And sure enough, like that week, the week that we're back, it was like, I think a Friday, the end of the week. I remember telling a couple guys, I remember, I, I think, you know, I think they're coming and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Uh, and I said goodbye to a couple people. And then sure enough, I got the call. And I got released. I thought that was so weird, right? Yeah. I thought that was so weird. I just, I don't know. And it leaves you wondering, like, what, what, and it was a bit, it was under a month's time period that this all happened. Right. You know? And I just always say, I wonder what, what happened. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Always leaves me wondering. Right? It's, yeah, yeah. I'm now you know, I'm wondering you know, too. Right. It was like it's like, like, like for me, I would be like trying to fucking contact everybody just to know, just for my own head. Whatever happened, happened fine. But now I want to know why. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I, I didn't think that way. I don't know why, but I didn't think that way. And I remember, um, you know, it was just. It, it was a tough, tough time in in developmental. It was tough. You weren't making any money whatsoever. Right. And so money I had none of. Uh, and, you know, you just, the, the, the wear and tear was starting to kick in, like, on my body. You know, like I started getting little injuries here and there. And things were aching. And it, it was just rough. Like, you're always wrestling, you're always wrestling, you're always wrestling. And you're not making no money. You're not getting calls and, you know, nobody's calling you up. And then it's finally somebody did call me and just thinking it was all looking like it might go somewhere. And then it didn't. And I just, it was like, okay, I need, I think I need a little break. Yeah. You know, I think I need a little break from it. In fact, I remember I got called, I think the guy's you name was. That? No, 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 no. I think the guy was Ty Bailey, I think. Okay. That's his name. And he was, once again, I don't know titles, but he was like, maybe Johnny Ace's like uh, secretary or something, you know, something working under him. Yeah. And I got the call from him. I was at, my wife was in hair school at the time. Okay. So uh, she was doing, uh, you know, hair, nails, all makeup, all that stuff. And I used to have to go there like once, once, once a week or every other week or something. And I was her like test dummy so like she would have to be giving me manicures and mm-hmm. cutting my hair and stuff like that alright you do these so things I just right I just sure I just finished getting my manicure and uh I'm at the front desk looking to check out over there and I get the phone call I see the area code I say oh this is this is Connecticut this this is it yeah so I pick up and it's uh Ty Bailey and he goes hey Mike uh how you doing I said okay what's going on I knew what was, what was happening and uh he goes well Mike you know, unfortunately, I got to tell you, uh, you know, we got to we got to let you go. So I said, oh, 
He goes, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. Uh, creative just doesn't have anything for you. You know, it's tough. I, you know, I'm so sorry. Like he's going on and on. So finally I'm like, you know, I go, Todd, Todd. I said, no, 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 it, it's okay. I understand. Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Right. He was trying to soften the blow. You don't have to soften it. I know what it is. I know what's coming. You know what I mean? So that was, I thought, I always, to this day, I remember, I thought that was pretty funny that, you know, once I said, no, 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 Ty, I'm okay. It's it's fine. I understand. Right. See you later. Thanks. You know, I'm sure maybe other people would be like, why? What can, is there something we can do with this? I'm not going to do that you know right. it is what it is yeah you know what i'm saying but i'm surprised like like they wouldn't like send you back like maybe down to developmental for some reason or whatever maybe sometimes rethink they, shit i don't know what they do is see you know like looking back on things like once um what year were you released oh nine that's what we talked 10 years 10 ago. years 10 yeah. years when i was in obw i was uh on tv constantly constantly there were if there were seven segments in the show, like seven different things, there were times where I was on six of them. Right. Maybe not wrestling on all of them, but like doing a promo or being involved in this or that and the other thing. So I was on like six out of the seven segments. One time I was on the whole hour TV. It was one match, my match, the entire TV. Really? Yeah. So I was doing really, really well there. Was that when you called out Handsome Johnny because you wanted no, to be a belt that was that was back... <laughs> That was that was before OVW. That was independent. I just remember watching that promo laughing. Then <laughs> I I was on TV constantly, and nothing was like the whole goal was to get up onto the main roster. That's where you're going to make your money. That's that's the whole goal. Sure. So I felt like I'm on TV so much. I'm being exposed. Like I'm wondering if if anybody up there. Is, is even watching it. Right. Are they even watching because I never got a call, never got feedback, never got anything from up, you know, from on the main roster. Like none of the, the, the office people, the suits, nothing. No writers, nothing ever, ever came about. And it was weird because like I'm sitting there and like I'm on TV all the time and somebody who just walked in the door brand new would get a call. You know, oh, we're trying this, we'll bring you up on the road or something. And not saying, like, uh, you know, not that I'm, I'm jealous of them or I'm, right. I'm, I'm hating on them. I'm just wondering what, like, I'm, I'm doing so much, like, I'm, I'm not being noticed. Right. Is what I'm, I'm getting at. I'm saying, I'm not getting noticed, I'm not getting noticed, and I'm, I'm I feel like I'm in their eyes constantly, if they're, if they're even watching the TV. Right. If they watch it, which supposedly they were, but whatever. Who knows if they yeah, really watch it or not. Yeah. You know, you don't know. So I felt like towards the end of OVW, I started feeling like maybe they do know who I am. Maybe they, they know me. Maybe they just, they don't see me in a certain light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe they see me as, as this type of a guy and that's not what they're looking for right now. So like I started thinking to myself, you know, my, my gut feeling was, I, I might have to get out of here. Right. I might have to leave and, like, you know, tell them, you know, we got to part ways for now and do something different on the independence and make them look at me in a different, different light. Right. You know what I mean? Sure, I know exactly. So I started getting that feeling. But then on the same hand, it's like, am I get, like, is that the right move to leave? 
because I'm here now, and it's I'm, I'm at least they they do see me. I'm here. I might be on their mind just for the fact that I'm here and they're paying me. Right. You know. Sure. So it was like I was up in the air, but my gut told me I I, I should leave. Like yeah. I need to get out and need to get out to come back. Sure. You know, to kind of reinvent yourself a little bit. Hundred percent. That's exactly it. That's the word I was looking for. To yeah. Reinvent myself. And I didn't do it. And I, I always felt like that was the mistake, mm. I, which I should have done. I should have. I think I should have left because then once we got to FCW, they they closed OVW. FCW wasn't uh, it wasn't fully done yet. Right. They were still doing work on the building. They had construction guys there. Uh, it was no, um, there were no classes. There was no, uh, it was like a, kind of like a free-for-all at the time because yeah. they didn't have running water in the building. No they shit. Didn't have, they didn't have running water in the building. No. What the fuck? No, it was funny because uh, I remember Steve Kearns, he was, I guess, the owner of FCW. He was in charge. Yeah. So he, we, we knew B. Brian Blair. Oh, Do you remember B. Brian Blair? Of course, Blair? the killer bees. Okay. Well, Iron Sheik still shoots on him because he has little tic-tac balls. So, he, <laughs> he was some, I don't know what, assemblyman or or, yeah. or something. Like, Side note, I was never a fan of the killer bees. Okay. Hates the so, killer bees. He's like this, whatever, assemblyman who supposedly has like pull and in the county or whatever, oh, Florida. Yeah. So I remember Steve Kern saying, like, you know, Brian, he brought Brian Blair in and we were talking, you know, in front of the crowd and everything and he's going to help us. He's going to get this water turned on right away. Oh my God. It. You know, yeah. and it was like, you know, everybody's being so nice to Brian Blair and everything. Uh, and needless to say, from what I know, Brian Blair did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know, Steve, on. everybody's like, everybody turned on, oh, blind, blind, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was it. They all turned on him. So uh, I think that was pretty funny. Bringing fucking jumping Jim Brunson. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe something. So that was, that was, <laughs> a, that was my B. Brian Blair story. He couldn't get the water and, turned uh, on. No, he didn't, he didn't get it. He didn't get it turned on. It was and, terrible. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, so like the place wasn't done. They were still doing construction. There were rings up. They were like, it was... One, two, I think three rings on one side, and there was like an arena that they had built on the other side with one ring. So there were four rings all together, but just the building wasn't done. I, I remember another thing, they were they bought these uh, palm trees in, and that was like a big thing. And I remember, I remember Kern's like, you know, cursing about these palm trees because <laughs> the building wasn't done, nothing was happening, like it was a whole disaster, and supposedly like... Supposedly, like the, the suits from up above, were, were very worried about these palm trees because they needed to be put. They, they couldn't live inside. Right. So, like, I remember having to like pick these things up and and bring them outside, and then if we had to do something, we had to bring them back in. And that, <laughs> that's what take, I yeah like. yeah that's what I remember about the palm trees. And it was like, what a shit show. You know, the place was, you know, it was it was tough in the beginning because not like I said, not much stuff was done, so it, it was tough. Not many classes were going on. It was just kind of like a free-for-all. You went in, maybe you wrestled around because you were bored yeah. type thing, you know. So, And we went from doing shows in OVW for like, uh, there was, and I kid you not, there were literally seven days a week we'd work. I would say over there, anywhere from four to seven days a week, you had live shows. Right. Live shows, plus a TV. Right. So it was constant wrestling, constant, constant, constant. And then when we came to FCW, 
nothing, the building wasn't even ready yet. So they didn't have any uh, house shows. A house show would happen once in a blue. Yeah. You know, they'd book somewhere and we'd get it, but we really weren't doing much wrestling there. And then eventually the, the building got done. Eventually uh, Dusty came down and they started TV. You know, it took some time, but it, it eventually came. Yeah. You know, and then... Uh, How was Dusty? Dusty was a nice guy? Dusty was uh, was a good guy. Uh, I don't think he... I don't think he saw... I don't know, potential in... I, I don't think he saw anything in me. I don't think. Because uh, he started writing TV... And I was never. I was on TV one time, I think. And the reason why I remember one time is because they had brought. Uh, they were bringing people down, like to I guess give us the rub. Like uh, Ric Flair, for example, came down when we were starting TV up, and he cut a promo in the ring. You know, I guess just to give us the rub and try to get people to notice us and everything. So they had Ric Flair, and the joke was with the boys was, uh, you know, hey, look, Ric Flair was on uh, more shows than Mike Crow was. You know? Oh boy! <laughs> you yeah, know, they, were, they were abusing me, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think, I, I don't know. I don't, he never, you know, told me, you know, I don't see it in you or right. whatever, but I just got the feeling, feeling, you know, maybe I just wasn't on TV. Um, you know, he complimented me saying, you know, anybody who works Mike, you know, you can't have a bad match against Mike. All right. So, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, but I guess, I, I don't know, maybe he just didn't see like the... But maybe they could have been, maybe they could have billed you as like Salvatore Balomo's son. Oh yeah, from like Italy. Yeah, that would have gotten me. Uh, <laughs> he would have sent me back to Italy. I think he just recently passed away not too long ago. I you know. know. Yeah. Speaking of Salvatore Balomo, I watched him wrestle I, last night at like fucking one o'clock in the morning. I tell you a story. My father winds up wrestling Sal Balomo, and my father used to do they were street fights. I know the story, but the people that are listening so, don't know it. I've watched now, this. It's on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. It Recently, because recently, like, maybe... It's done with a shitty like, camera yeah, or whatever. Well, this is back in probably, like, 1990... I don't know, three, four, maybe? Right. So... He doesn't look like Salvador Balomo. No. 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 He's like a Viking... Yeah, he looks like a Viking. Lunatic. Yeah, long hair, long beard. It's very strange. So, maybe, like, about... Maybe like a year before he died, he gets in touch with my father. Okay. Which is is how many, 20 some odd years later after the match. And he tells him, they're talking on the phone, and he tells him that he's he's releasing something on YouTube or Facebook, whatever it was. Right. And we're all like, "What, what what is he releasing? Because we've had footage, but... There was never any real footage of what happened. So needless to say, they wrestled. This is back, once again, 93, 94, somewhere in there. And they they get the idea that it's called a street fight match. Right. So they're going to take it out, literally, into the street. Now, you have to remember, this stuff wasn't... Ha- Nowadays, and everything has been done. It's been, you know, yeah. everything's been done. Right. But back then, that... That wasn't, wasn't something that right. you know. That that wasn't something. So they take it out to the street. So now this is in Brooklyn. This is in Brooklyn. This is on Bath Avenue. <laughs> I, I live right over Bath, Bath Avenue. Avenue. So they <laughs> they they take it. You know, you know, in in 
the street fight matches my father used to do, he used to, they used to hit with chairs. They'd break tables. They'd have garbage pails. They'd be flinging at each other. It was like a no holes, but it was a street fight. Yeah. So they go out onto Bath Avenue. <laughs> it's so funny that it's Bath Avenue. Everybody comes out with them. So sure. I don't know how many people were there. A lot. Yeah, hundreds. A lot. Enough to now you know if there's a bus that runs down. Sure. Bath Avenue. A so, legit, legit bus. Bus. Yeah. A legit bus and people. I'm sure people think it's planned and this and that and the other thing. It's not. It's a legit bus. It runs down. Anybody who lives and knows Brooklyn, Bath Avenue, there's always a bus coming down. Yeah. So the bus gets stopped because everyone's in the street. In the middle of the street, literally. Everyone's Uh in the middle of the street. Some poor bastard bus driver doing his route, legitimately doing his job. Has to stop because he'll run people over if he doesn't. Stops. My father and Sal are brawling in the street. It's your father, the guy who looks like a Viking. Correct. <laughs> and my father looks like a biker. He, he does. Looks like a biker. He's got yes. the, 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 the motorcycle boots. He's, yes, and he's, he's a biker. giant. <laughs> it grabs him and it, he runs Blomo into the bus and they wind up breaking the bus windshield. Yes. It like spider webs. Of know? course. <laughs> it's on fucking. YouTube now. To which we never knew. We never had. Nobody had that. I don't know how Sal Balomo got that footage. Someone was filming it with something. But it's on it's on YouTube now. And that was that was some night I could remember after that happening, once again, people probably think it's it's I could I know, could I could actually continue with that story, what happened, what your father told me. They the police because the guy, the the bus driver obviously was like, radioed you know, uh, they just broke my windshield, I guess. So, yeah. cops come. They wind up rolling back into the arena. Uh-huh. And cops literally come in and stop it. The cops stop the fight. They right. stop the match. They, they stop the they, 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 they swarmed around my father and Blomo. They pulled them. And they this was not, this was not part of the, right. the, the show. This You know, there was supposed to be a finish to it. But... They stopped it. They can't. They, they just stopped it. They pulled them all apart. They were the cops, <laughs> and that was the end of the match. Right. It was literally a legit pull apart by the police. Right. They they bring him into the back into the locker room, and they're there. And I think it was it was somebody somebody knew somebody, and there was like a little hook there, and uh, you know. They, they tell the police that, you know, maybe somebody might have threw a rock in the midst of all this and, you know, the rock right. hit the windshield and broke the windshield. <laughs> and, you know, everybody's staying quiet and just letting it letting it go. And Sal Balomo jumps up, jumps out of his seat and says, I did it. I'm not afraid to tell you I did it. And my father grabs him. Sits him down. Shut up. Don't yeah. say anything. Yeah, don't say nothing. Blowing over. It's blowing over. They're, they're making it go away. You yeah. know, they're making it go away. And uh, so, you know, I guess they ignored him. And that was it. it was somebody threw a rock, they said. And uh, I remember that night we uh, we switched cars. My father took his friend's car just yeah. in case they were looking for, for the other car that right. my father was in yeah. you know, just in case of course so we take it and I remember the, there was like cops there like a couple blocks down and like they had the the street blocked and I remember my father saying hmm 
This looks a little weird, so we bang the U-E, <laughs> yeah. make the U-turn, go the other way, pinch the opposite way home. Sure. Yeah, and that was that was that night. And years later, 20-some-odd years later, we found out that there was footage. We don't know who took it. We don't know how it was done, but it's on but YouTube. Yeah. You can check it out on YouTube. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Your father was telling me, I believe it was the same fight. Your father was telling me in the gym about a month ago. The car? The car. <laughs> and, like, they're doing whatever, and Sal is like... Oh, yeah, like, slam me on the car, yeah. slam me on the car. Well, Sal tells him beforehand that he has a gray Lincoln. <laughs> right. It's a gray Lincoln. <laughs> right. So, they're outside brawling, <laughs> and Sal tells him, slam me on the car. And what? it's a gray Lincoln. He slams him on the hood. My no, father, not on the hood, on the roof. My father slams him on it. Boom. My father's standing on, on the hood of the car. Then... Slams him on the roof and he caves the roof in. Sal rolls off. My father jumps off the car onto him. Turns out it wasn't his car. No. It wasn't his car. like, yo, sorry, that's your car. I fucking it wasn't your car. It was mine. Yeah, it was somebody else's car. Somebody else's car. On Bath Avenue. Yes, there was a Gray Lincoln that happened to be there that night on Bath Avenue. <laughs> yeah, you can't crazy story. Yeah, it's awesome. Some good stories. That's fucking yeah, some good stuff in the, in the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unreal. Yeah, fucking crazy. All right, so now, real quick, I mm-hmm. want to ask you, and you have to answer it. Go ahead. What do you think about the whole Jimmy Snooker incident way back in the day? Uh, because where it is, listen, Snooker was over. That yes. was, this was before Hulkamania, yes. this is, Snooker was Vince McMahon's meal ticket. Yes. So, you uh, know, accusations that Jimmy Snooker killed his wife, it was girlfriend, right. wife, girlfriend. I think it was his girlfriend. Right. I think it was the girlfriend. And then word around the campfire is, you know, Vince McMahon walks into an office with a fucking briefcase, walks out without the briefcase. Next thing you know, Jimmy Snooker's still wrestling. Nothing's nothing's nothing for nothing. I don't know. Right. I wasn't there. I I don't... I don't think I heard that part with McMahon. I don't think I heard that. It's probably out there. I don't think I heard that. I don't know if that's true either, but that's why I said word around. I know I heard that too. I don't think I've ever heard that part. Um... Back in the day, things were different. Yeah. Uh, you know, the boys were the boys, and, you know, partying, and on the road, and... Things you know, went down. Things happened, and whatnot. Uh, I can't say if it happened or not. I don't know. I wasn't there. No one ever mentioned. Uh, I just... For me, I remember Jimmy Snooker as a very... Soft spoken, yes. I love you, brother. Yeah. Type guy who would talk to me when I was a kid. Yeah. So I have all good memories of him. Sure. I don't know that other side of right. him. If there is the other side, right? I don't know. Right. Uh, I was in OVW with his son okay. Deuce. I don't. You probably wouldn't know no. Deuce and Domino. They were a tag team. No. Did you ever fight Cousin Luke? I did not fight Cousin Luke, <laughs> the, but the, I, you know, I knew Luke Luke Of course, I knew. One time... He was part of the Hillbilly is, guys. Here's another story. Cousin Luke. We were Hillbilly Jim, Uncle Elma, Cousin Luke. Green, Greenport, <laughs> Long Island. I don't know why I remember these people. Oh, I was young. Shot. Once again, young. Very young. And uh, it's me, my mother, my brother, 
and my father were in the hotel room because we just did a show and there's going to be another show the next night so we stay over in the hotel and it's who knows what time in the morning right you know late in the morning we are in bed and we get a knock on the door who is it it's cousin Luke no shit it's cousin Luke he lost his room key or whatever got locked out of his room and he comes in and uh, I think he was partying a little bit. A little bit. You sure, know, you of could course he smelled smell a little party on him. Of course. And uh, he needs to call the room service yeah. or whatever he's got to do. desk or whatever. And I remember laying in bed and he goes over to the phone, knocks the phone over. Of course. <laughs> knocks the, I hear, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Picks it up, makes somehow makes the call, whatever. He says, "Okay, thank you, good night." And I guess got back into his hotel room. Right. So that was quick amazing. little in and out run. Yeah, Luke. and I remember laughing. And you know, I don't, I don't even know at the time if I knew about like partying and stuff. Sure, like, no, you didn't. I was probably that young. Yeah, you know, of course. And I just remember like laughing because he knocked over the phone yeah. and like he cursed and like I thought it was so funny <laughs> of course you know? yeah. I'm sitting there under the covers like you know giggling to myself you <laughs> yeah. know yeah that was that was my cousin Luke story that's so fucking funny yeah cousin Luke unreal <laughs> unreal long time ago long time ago that was yeah it's so funny it's funny how things that. stick how, things yeah stick how with how you. and you know stick. I probably wouldn't have even thought of that if you hadn't brought up cousin Luke right I, um, and who the fuck is going to bring up Cousin Luke? Yeah, Jimmy yeah, Ferrari yeah, brings up Cousin Luke. Yeah, it's Jimmy Ferrari. For you. <laughs> uh, that's the deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty crazy. I, you know, it, it was just, I was always around the business. So from like around, you know, whatever, like nine or whatever, I was always around. So like, and so was your father. So yes. it was like all these people were like, you yes. haven't run into with Greg Valentine, like a fight for the so bathroom. It, it all happened. And like, these, I guess I want to say like, this was normal. This was all normal stuff, you know, yeah. growing up because this is what it was. Yeah. And it was just, this was normal behavior, normal, <laughs> normal things that just went on. Yeah. You know, it was, it was pretty cool. Of course. You know, like as a kid, like. I remember... And even now, like, you have great... Oh, yeah, that's stories. what I'm saying. Like, half of these things, like, I probably wouldn't remember, and you just, boom, you say yeah. a name, and, and that's what pops up. And it's just, uh, I remember being, like, so young, and, like, my friends being like, uh, oh, you know, we're, we're having a birthday party, you know, and I would never go, because weekends, I have to go yeah. and to wrestling shows. That's sure. what I do. And I remember, you know, well, but, you know, you go every weekend, so just come to this one. Come to this birthday party and skip this. And that was like... Unheard of. No yeah. way. I can't miss the wrestling. No I know way. all the guys. You know, yeah. I got to see all the guys. This is like, all, you know, the whole thing. Out with King Kong this was everything I have to do. And what we used to do is uh, we would get there early. My father would bring us there very early. And we made a deal with the promoter. The The whole thing was we wanted to get into the ring. You know, we wanted to wrestle. Me and my brother, my cousin, we all wanted to wrestle. We had to get in the ring. So he made a deal with us. You help set up. You help set up the arena. Then when you're done, you get to go in the ring. So that was phenomenal. We oh, love yeah. it. And, you know, now looking back at it, I, I kind of see, like, first off, you know, I, I'm probably like 80 pounds. Yeah. You know, and I'm, there's these dollies with all chairs stacked. Yeah, sure. I'm trying to pull it, trying to push it, get it into place. I, you know, folding chairs now or nothing. But when I was so young, 
You know, they're heavy. You have to yeah. pick it up, put it down, put it in a row. You got to do all this. Set up the whole place. You know, obviously we had help. We couldn't do it all ourselves. But, right. you know, we do it all. And then we have to uh, label the chairs. Oh, write out the labels. Well, usually they were done already. So we, boom, put them on the chairs. Do it all. Do it all. Do it all. And if we were lucky, we would get... If we were lucky, we'd get 10 minutes in there, in the ring. Nice. But you know what? It was all worth it. It was all worth it. It was all worth it. We, we lived for those 10 minutes. Sure. Forget it. And then, you know, door, doors are opening. You know, we'd have to get out. But forget it. Those, those... Oh, it was well, well worth it. And, like, thinking back, like I say to myself, like, at, at that age, like, like even even if, even if it was older, even if, like, you're talking, like, 14, 15, 16, like, going to these places and doing this, like... Who, who does that? Nobody. Who does that? A very, very, very small amount of people can right? say they've done any of that You can't say that they, they set up arenas and, and, and did all that work. And like I say to myself, like, that was... Like, it's unique I, I shit. I didn't even consider it, but like, I guess that's considered like paying your dues. It is. But like, that was like before I was even in the business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I pay, like I, if I look at it now, it's like, wow, I was paying dues from back when I was like a little, little kid. Yeah. I didn't even realize like yeah. what I was doing. Because you were wanting to and you were excited. Uh, you were getting that ring. It was the whole right. thing, yeah. you know? Awesome. I remember my mother helping us, like, to try to get us a little more time. You know, she'd be doing stickers on the on yeah. the chairs, you know, She's trying to make go a little faster, maybe get an extra two minutes in the ring or something. Yeah. You know? That's but, great. Uh, yeah, it's... It, looking back, you see, like, the whole thing, like, how it all happened and everything, the way it escalated up. It was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. Great times. It really, really was. Like, memories that... Uh, it, you can't, ma- it's you can't just, make it up. You can't. It's, it's you just, cherish that shit. Things it happen, as corny as it sounds. You know, like, really. And and as they're happening, once again, as they're happening, like, I didn't really think anything of it. Of course not. I'm always around it. Right. You know, like, normal this life. is all normal stuff. And now looking back, saying, wow, this this, this is far from normal. Like, no, some very stuff, abnormal. You know? Very unique. It's like, unbelievable. Yeah. But it was all, it was all good times. I wouldn't change it. You know, I wouldn't change it. It was it was all well worth it. Yeah, I'm gonna change it. Awesome. All right, we'll we'll wrap up and I have two questions. Go ahead. No, you have to gun to your head. Favorite wrestler of all time. Everything involved. It doesn't matter if you. It's like the first person because I know that there's some people that like are great in the ring but are terrible like on the stick as far as you know cutting promos and shit. Some people are fucking phenomenal, but like your favorite overall. Gun to your head. There's got to be one. I probably... There has to be one. I to boil it down. I'd probably go with uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Mine's Randy Savage. I'd probably go with Bret Hart because I used to watch and study Bret Hart like right. crazy. Like under a magnifying glass. Like everything he did because I felt he was so good. Unbelievable. So he was probably the one that I just watched the most and, and tried to just work as good as. Right. I, I lied. It's not going to be two questions. It's going to be a couple more. Go ahead. I'm All right. ready. I'm ready. All right. Top three. I'm going to tell you mine right now because I know it. Because actually you kind of reminded me, and I wouldn't have thought about it, but it's like absolutely, when I do think of it, he's always in my top three. Number one will always be Randy Savage. Mm -hmm. Number two is Roddy Piper. And number three, it's a weird one, but I'm going to have to say Road Warrior Hawk. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I always liked him better than Animal, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Hawk. 
My tongue. Just because during his promos and he's talking and he just flexes his neck muscle and he pops the collar off his neck and shit, it's just fucking sick. I don't do, know. Do, do you ever like really pay attention to like the promos and what he says? Nothing. Hilarious. Oh, oh, it's oh, it's just they're, that. they're fantastic. They are. Fantastic. They, we sometimes will sit in the office here Tell on, and we will play promos of the Road Warriors for Hawk. Yes, absolutely. It's great. Uh, yeah, so, Savage Piper Hawk. Me. I would probably have Bret Hart. Yeah. I would probably have Randy Savage on there. The third one. So is the Hawk. Third one. Because there's so many. It, it, it's tough. Uh... Probably gonna have to say Shawn Michaels. Okay, I hate him, but I got it. You know, I always say like if I had one dream match, Mike Shawn Michaels. One dream match, I think I'd pick Shawn Michaels. Well, isn't it crazy that Ric Flair picked him to do his final match? Yeah, he's just that. He's that good, and I would have I. I would really like to have seen if I could really hang and really. Right. I, I think. That would be the match I would I would choose. I completely get it that he's super talented and all that, but I fucking hated his gimmick. Mm-hmm. I could not stand his intro music. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you think you're a sexy boy and the whole fucking bird. Oh, I hated that. But I get why people. He saved the. He, he kept that business afloat for a while. And it's there too. funny because I. Prefer his later run, his I, later years, not, not the beginning. Like the rockers not the beginning. No, no, not when he he beat Bret Hart with the, 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 the screwdriver yeah, or whatever. Screw job, yeah. When he came back, yes, like in the, the probably earlier two thousands, yeah. I guess it sure. was like that run. That was my like uh, this guy is just yeah phenomenal. Right, that's where I prefer favorite tag team. It's gotta be the road I was just gonna say it's. It's. I'm probably gonna have to go with the. Well, young as young, it was probably the Road Warriors. Right. Older, I really enjoyed Arn and Tully. Okay. Arn and Tully, and and the best tag team might be the Rock and Roll Express. Okay. They might be the the best. Okay. No Hall Foundation. Mm, I like. I love the. I love the two. The, the, the different. Oh, well, one was a lunatic, and yeah. one was calm, cool, and collected. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. But as I got older, it was more about like the work. Okay. The workmanship. The and, yeah. and on and Tully and the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. They've had matches that were just incredible, out of control. Yeah. Out of control. Yeah, yeah. Well, I might probably have to be the Road Warriors. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of old school fucking wild Samoans too. I don't oh, know, because they just savages, blue albino, just heavy, heavy eating, eating the whatever they were eating, whatever the right, food, eating. food they were eating, and yeah. eating all in their hair and stuff. Animals, promos were great, great, phenomenal. Yeah, favorite finishing move. Ooh, favorite finishing move. You know. I don't know. The first thing that popped into my head... Doomsday device. No. No? It was the DDT. Jake the Snake. Yeah. <laughs> Devastating. Yeah. 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 That was, that, first thing that popped in my head was DDT. 
It's 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 it, phenomenal. He that was his thing. It was yeah. just it was the DDT, and it would come out of nowhere Absolutely. too. Absolutely, and I always say you always want to have a finish that you can hit on anybody, whether it's somebody who's seven foot tall, yeah, five hundred pounds. You yeah. always want to have a finish that you could hit on anybody. The Jake the Snake DDT. DDT. I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a fan. I wasn't thinking that, but for, you know what? For, for some weird reason, I don't know if I can narrow it down to a favorite. But what? Obviously, the Doomsday Device pops into my head. The Hot Foundations finish. Oh, that was, was great. Like, the off the ropes clothesline. That was great. Great. That was great. But you know what? Also, what was great? It was a tag team fucking finishing move, and I wasn't a big fan of them. But Demolition's finishing move was so fucking great. So funny that you said that because I was going to say, I bet she's going to say Demolition. FCW, they hired Smash. Remember Smash? Yes. His son. They hired his son. Was that, was that Crush? No. No. Okay. That was his. Because that was the third fucking yeah, no, 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 Demolition no, no, no. guy. All right. Smash, Barry Darso. Okay. So, Repo Man. That was Repo Man. Okay. I don't know if you remember if you were watching. I don't. But his son gets signed. And we're wrestling, and it's me and uh, Sean Spears, who is, he was just recently known as Ty Dillinger, the Perfect Ten. Okay. I don't know if you know, but... Vaguely. Yeah, now he's, uh, I think he's with the other federation now, AEW. So, it's me and him against, I think it was, was it, it might have been... Might have been Mike Rotundo's son, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Okay. I think it was Bo Dallas, and that's Mike Rotundo's son. Yes. Okay. That's Mike Rotundo's son, and uh, Darso. I can't remember the kid's first name, but Darso was the last name. And we were doing a tag match, and what we did was we hit Demolition's finish on, nice. on his son. We oh, did. that's yeah. great. Yeah. We we put him down with that one. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I remember he said, I called my father and let him know, you know? It, yeah. It was cool. That was pretty funny. Yeah. You know who's also in the running in my top three? It could, it could probably... I was always a huge fucking magnificent Morocco guy. <sighs> Morocco? Forget it. He was a... He was a built like an animal, animal right? He yeah. Was, forget it. Maybe He's he still was, alive, He too. was coming out with uh, superstar Billy Graham for a while. I love superstar Billy, sure. Yeah, Morocco. He was, he, whew, he was an animal. Right? Yeah. Animal. There's that legendary cage match, which... Oh, like, that? Were you kidding? Yeah, and what's crazy, a lot of people don't realize, Sticker lost that match. But it doesn't matter. It See, doesn't that's, matter. That's what people, some people don't realize, like with the business. You know, winning and losing doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, something but, like The Undertaker, some shit like that matters. Right. You know, the right. undefeated streak and all that. But no one remembers anything about that match. Except for him except jumping off. him coming off that, that cage. Yeah. That's what they remember. Yeah. I recently watched it again. Phenomenal. And that was at a time. Oof. You have to remember, things like that didn't happen. No. Like you know, things like that were it just never, never happened. happened. So that was, forget it. Yeah. And then I'm going to probably say, I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of other things, but, but to the normal person or, you know, to the, to the layman, I guess, who isn't really submerged into every single little part of the business. Like the thing is that snooker and then they would probably be, what was the biggest thing that everyone still fucking looks at today? With the steel cage? Yeah. Mankind. Yeah. Undertaker. Undertaker. That was like, that happened that. like... Uh, at the time we're recording this, that was like two weeks ago to the day. Like you see it on Facebook, oh, really? you know, like twenty something years ago today, this happened. Oh, and there'll cool. be the video cool. and fucking what's his name? Uh, Jeff Ross is fucking Jeff Ross. Jim Ross. Jim Ross. Who's Jeff Ross? 
I don't know. He's a comedian. Is he? That's what it is. Yeah. I just know Jim Ross. Yeah, Jim Ross's fucking commentary on it's the greatest. It's amazing. That's He's broken in half. It's Imagine. fucking amazing, dude. You know what that, that, phew. looking down off there onto the... Oh, thrown off the yeah, top into a table. Yeah, it to be nuts. Yeah, it has to be nuts. More mankind's not yeah, normal. Gotta be nuts. For anyone who fucking thinks he's fucking Santa Claus, too, he goes, he's a banana. Really nice guy. I'm sure he is, Mick Foley. Really, really nice guy. I remember one time uh, I wrestled, I don't was it in Manhattan? It might have been Manhattan. He was on the show, and uh, I wrestled uh, Stryker. You know Stryker? Matt Stryker? Matt Stryker. Okay. I wrestled him, and uh, afterwards he came up to, he came up to us, and he told me how great the match was and how good we did, and he really liked it and, and gave us some advice. And he was a really cool guy. Yeah. Really, really cool guy. Nice. Excellent. Very, very nice guy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's my story with him now. Very good. I got stories with everybody. Good times. That's it. You yeah. got that right. Fuck, man. Good shit, man. Well, see? Was this fucking easy? That's it. Listen, I don't, I, I don't listen to... Podcast, they're called. Yeah. I, I never heard one. I don't know anything about the internet. I'm so backwards with that type of stuff. Uh-huh. With this Instagram, if I don't have any of that, right? I don't know. You're smart though. It's, it's better, you're better off. I don't know any of that stuff. I just never really was interested in it, and right. you know, I probably should be, but I, it's not my thing. I'll so. send you the link. I see you have you have, is that I, an I iPhone? have a phone. Yes, I yes. have a phone. Is that an iPhone or is that a Droid? I, I believe no. I think it's an iPhone. It's the iPhone. Is it the iPhone? I think you don't even know what you have. I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I'll don't show know you. Means. I'll show you. It's easy. It's free. And, and once once this comes out, I'll send you the link. And if you want to listen back, oh, I'd love to listen to myself. Yeah, you listen to yourself. I. It's funny because we did a thing. <laughs> you ever hear of the dodo? No. It's this thing. It's that's a bird. Called, yeah, but it's like this show. That no. they do on the internet with animals. No. And like if you have an know. animal like story or rescue or some type of story they do. So they come in the office because they hear the office cat that we have. Mm-hmm. And they did like, a, it was like a five minute documentary. It's on the internet. And like, it's like with me talking and everything. And I listened to it back and I said, oh my God, do you hear the way I sound? I sound so Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Oh, people it's, say that about me too. It's like sickening when I hear it. Like I didn't think I sounded so bad. I remember one time we were at OVW and uh, Bruce Pritchard, <laughs> okay. brother love, brother love, comes up to me. Comes up to me and he goes, "Man, I hate your accent." <laughs> I love it. And I remember saying to myself, "How bad, do I really sound that bad?" And when I heard myself on the video here, yeah. I, I really sound... I got it really bad. Sound, I got it bad, too. Sound people Brooklyn. people from Brooklyn are like, dude, like, you yeah. got it bad. So, but I don't hear it like when I'm talking. No, I don't, I don't hear it, but... Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's like Nikki will, like, call me out on shit. I'll be like, yeah, put the Brooklyn Blast furnace. She's like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. It's how I talk. Unreal. It's huh. my story. Whatever. Fucking sticking to it. The way it goes, I can't do nothing about the accent, so. It's hot in here now. Yeah, I'm starting to sweat. I know, I see it. Yeah. You're perspiring. Perspiring. You're turning a little red, too. You're blushing again. I don't know why. <laughs> you said Nikki. You said Nikki, that's why. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. I'm glad this had fucking worked. How long do you think we're going for? Oh, that was definitely over an hour. That might be like an hour and a half. Hour 37 and change. I still got the time right now. See how quick? wrestling for you right there. There you go. Got to know our times. Good Excellent. Shit. Good stuff. It was a pleasure. I really had a good time. Me Thank too, you so Mike. much. Anytime, buddy. It's good stuff. Yeah, man. We're over here now.